Welcome to Absolute Comics with Benny and Sal. This is a weekly show where I, the overlord of comic storian, sit down with the liege of comic pop and we discuss the comic book. Really? Really got to give me that thumbs up? We discuss the comic book news, guys. Welcome to the show. Uh, every week we sit down on Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern over at the Comic Storian Podcast Network, twitch.tv slash comic storian. And we just, we talk about news. Today's sponsor is G Fuel. Use the code comics at checkout to get 10% off of your order when you order up some G Fuel. I could go for G Fuel right now. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go into our topic listing here for the day. Uh, well, it. actually, no. We'll start out like usual. What comics have you been reading, Sal? Oh, great question. Uh, as far as... <laughs> well, today's Tuesday, so only DC books have come out. Uh, the only DC book that I uh, was interested in was the continuation of the Justice League Unlimited cartoon series. Now, in comic book form, written by Uber creator J.M. DeMatteis, uh, Justice League Infinites or something like that. Uh, was it good is my question because i have yet to read it it is it is cool it's fun (laughs) here's the thing there's a there's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of narration in it and uh i am not convinced it's necessary but it is a uh it's a narrative device that i know dimatteis likes to use and he i've seen him use it to great effect and i've seen him do it to his own detriment and this is one of those times where it's more detrimental than it is effective but Everything else is still fine. He also just just flagrantly shoehorns characters that he wants. Like, Just League Unlimited, the cartoon show, introduced a lot of characters. Like, yeah, a lot well, of new characters. Well, the first season was The Seven, and then the second season literally was a new character every season. I remember my first exposure to the question was from that show. Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, from that show. Like, right. I, obviously, as time went on, I, I expanded my comic book knowledge beyond Batman and Superman. Yeah. But most of my initial knowledge came from that show. Yeah. Until I started deep diving, right? And we've seen uh, we've seen some of these characters appear in the background, but like we we got an episode about Booster Gold, but we never got a Blue Beetle episode. We never got a Scott uh, Free episode, no, we, Big Barda. I, we never got a Scott Free and Big Barda, but I thought we got a Blue Beetle Booster Gold episode. They no, there's together. no Blue Beetle in that show. I don't think. I I I've seen clips now. Maybe it's from like a Brave and the Bold episode or something. That, that I'm, I'm yes, it's it probably up. from Brave and the Bold because like I don't think there was because I I can't tell you who voiced. Blue Beetle on JLI or JLU. Um, You're gonna make me Google it. I'm googling. Yeah, it I'm. 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 I'm willing to bet that there is no Blue Beetle on Just Like Unlimited. But uh, he uh, is in one of the top searches. Mm-hmm. Wait, is Blue Beetle in Justice League Unlimited? He was legally. Whoa, they were legally prohibited. Now I got to figure that one out. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, nope. It's a false rumor. But apparently the legend was that he was legally prohibited from being in it, and that's why they didn't. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's in this. Uh, he and Booster are together in that. Like, not like together together, but, you know, they're hanging out. It's blue and gold. <laughs> Good save. Good save in this day and age. <laughs> yeah. But they're in it. Uh, Scott and Barda are in it. Uh, they don't really do much, but they do more than they did that, you, that you've seen them on the show. Uh, it's cute. It's just, it's fun, and it's... It's a, uh, it's a, it's a. I think a, I think it's a good spiritual successor to the show. I hope to see more, um, and I hope it really goes like full tilt, you know, because well, he like can do Batman anything. The Batman the Animated Series book has gone full tilt. That's they brought true. In everyone that was missing. It was. Awesome. They sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also like the art for this better. I kind of wish they were drawing the Batman 
book as well. Okay. Uh, fun just, fact like about the Blue Beetle. Apparently, for those who don't know, DC, unlike Marvel, Marvel's gotten a few, but DC was more of an amalgamation of a lot of comic book companies back in the day. The yeah. infamous Captain Marvel Shazam deals because that was from a different comic company. Yep. Characters like The Question were from a different comic company. Uh, mm -hmm. Blue Beetle was originally a Fox Comics character during the Golden Age, and when Fox went out of business, they sold Blue Beetle to Charlton Comics, and when Charlton Comics got into the soup, and when they got out of the superhero business, they sold the superhero characters to DC. Yes. The problem is, the comic book companies were never the greatest record keepers, and as a result, a number of these sales over the years have been a bit suspect. Mm. So, they weren't sure if they could legally use Blue Beetle. I didn't okay. know that he wasn't originally a DC Comics character. No, he, he actually everyone who has an analog from uh, Watchmen was originally a Charlton character and has been folded into DC. Uh, Blue Beetle, the question. That's true. Yeah, because he's yeah because the question was Rorschach and Blue Beetle was Alman. I forgot. Yep. Captain about that. Captain yeah. Adam is uh, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Um, I yeah. So anyway, that's <laughs> it, it, it's a fun car. It's a fun comic. I think it's worth checking out. Uh, if you were, if you loved that show, if you didn't like the show, you're going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just had the pleasure of sitting down and reading Black Widow number one by Kelly Thompson. Volume one. Ah, from the I ties that bind. Yes. Yeah, I had no idea that there was this little story of her almost getting a new life and the whole nine yards with that. Like it was yeah. a lot of fun. It um, is a great ish. It is a great book. The art is spectacular in that. Yeah. It, it is. I wasn't expecting that because honestly, I sat down. I'm like, I'm gonna find something we can put on the channel. Yeah. And most Black Widow stuff is from like forever ago, and they tried yes. to go with the gritty, realistic artist on most of them. Yes. So it, it's a little difficult to translate to my audience. So I'm like, mm, let me see what uh, this book. And I read through it. I was actually really enjoying it. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You might see some crossover between Comic Story and Comic Pop before the Black Widow movie comes out. Then because Kelly Thompson's The Ties That Bind. We we did that on back issues. It comes out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, does it? Yeah, I'll li I'll link it at the bottom of mine. Just remind oh, me. Oh, thank you. I I'll link so. yours then. Not like you need. Mine my comes help, out but... Friday because I I read it and then we just banged out a script and got it done. So yeah, it's so great. The Adam Hughes covers are terrific. Outside of the first one, I don't know why I don't like that one. You you know what I'm talking about? It's the issue. Yeah. It's the it's the cover of issue one where she's like doing one of these and she got the hair in her face. And I'm like that's cool. But you know what's cooler? The Every other Adam Hughes cover that is in that series. <laughs> um, the other thing that I've read recently caught up on was Silk. Uh, yeah. I, actually I like the character of Silk. Every time she gets a solo adventure, they're just boring. Ugh. Like, I like the sin. story of Silk, but of, but of all the... It's like, oh, she somehow became J. Jonah Jameson's bodyguard, and now yes. she's working for the Fact Network. And look, we got a cat demon, and she's got to team up with Seiya. And I'm just like... Huh? It's okay. Like it's cool to see Silk doing something. <laughs> yeah. But weird. Yeah, I, I I never liked Silk when she was created by Dan Slott. Dan Slott is all but said he wasted the character when he first created her. Um and that she He's, found he new said life. that he regrets the whole their pheromones thing. Yeah. I don't think he regrets it. I think he just doesn't like the backlash he gets to it. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I think if he regretted it, he would never have done it. Uh, right. Like ever, like, cause, cause, like, look, I, I like Dan Slash writing, I do, but Silk was made like five years ago, guys. Like, right? She's like really new. Yeah, like if Silk was made twenty years ago by Dan Slott, maybe he would have retrospectively looked at it. But now I feel like Dan Slott looked at it at the end of the whole thing. It was like, oh man, 
people really didn't like my take on Silk. Yeah. I'm sorry that you found it offensive and I regret doing it. Like that's what I felt like he did. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I mean, he he put it in Spider-Verse, like his comic version of Spider-Verse. Like that's in there. I think the last page or panel is them hugging and them being like, your pheromones are probably kicked into high gear right now, aren't they? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, we'll ignore it just to hold each other for a minute. And I'm like, this is so weird and creepy and stupid. And that's, um, I felt like, because this is one of those things where it's like, I thought I had a great idea, but after the fact, everyone else found it weird. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Yes. It reminds me of uh, when Jeff Loeb was asked about She-Hulk and he said that she was a Jeff Loeb's comments about She-Hulk were basically that she was created to be like a sex partner for the Hulk. And I'm like, so it's hard to believe it. But the man who wrote Blade Trinity and directed it doesn't know much about superheroes. But uh, by the way, hey, hey Blade Trinity's no, an incredible. I'm movie. sorry. I was thinking it's not. Did Jeff Loeb say that? I'm sorry. Jeff Loeb actually does know about superheroes because he wrote friggin' Daredevil Yellow, yeah. Long Halloween. I know uh, what you're talking about. Though. Spider-Man Blue. Else who, yeah. I'm, David Goyer. That was, was it. David yeah. Goyer. And he was working on the X-Men movies, which also ties into what you were saying. Yes. And he also wrote and directed Blade Trinity. And uh, he also wrote the Batman movies, like the new ones. Um, but anyway, yeah, David Goyer was like, She-Hulk's created for sex for the Hulk. And I'm like, you know nothing about anything, uh, which is hard to believe. But... Cindy Moon was created to have sex with Spider-Man though. Like <laughs> and that's and that's super gross and I hate that. And I'm very thankful that she is because admittedly, apparently because here's the thing. You know, we talked about this before, the fact that like whenever DC is like we need to add another character, make them fast. <laughs> with, with Marvel it's like we need another make another character. Give them spider powers. <laughs> You're not wrong. Right? Like, and it's like, thank you for diminishing the specialness of my main character. But also, uh, and, and with the Flash flame, it's like, more the merrier. We'll all run. Uh, but, and the Spider family's like, I'll help you, but don't ever call me on my off day. Right. Like, <laughs> don't call me or reference me, but let's also desperately put us all together every time there's an opportunity. So it's like this weird, like, love-hate, self-hate relationship that the Spider family has. I also hate the Spider Family. I think that's a terrible idea. I don't think that every superhero needs a family. Anyway, uh, but I do no, appreciate... No, I, I actually agree with you on that one. I, I, Thank you. I like Miles Silk. I like Gwen. Yeah. They are not a family. No. Like, the Bat family is because Batman has mentored and taught Raised all them. of these people. Like, yeah. Most of them are adopted by him. Like, Huntress <laughs> is... Huntress is barely a member of the Bat Family. Like, she became a member of the Bat, Bat Family. Batwoman is barely a member of the Bat Family. Bat, Batwoman's actually less of a member of the Bat Family than Huntress is. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and the Bat Family does it right. And yeah. the Flash Family is mostly people directly related to Barry by yes. future or aunt or uncle or whatever. They're actually family. Yeah. And then yeah. you have Spider-Man over here who's like, Oh, Miles got powers, but I'm not really going to teach him that well. No. And Spider-Gwen got powers, but she's from a different universe and did all of her own stuff. Well, so was Miles. And it was like when he first showed up, it was like, it's me. And then it was Ben. Okay. Then it was Kane. All right. All clones. Kind of arguable. You could you could kind of push them to the side. Yes. You know? And then there were Spider-Girls and women. And like, okay, that's fine. One of my favorite moments that kind of like summarizes it for me, and it's like Spider-Man's attitude towards the whole thing, was actually from, I think, New Avengers number three or four or whatever. But it was uh, it was by Bendis, and it's the sequence where Spider-Woman is there. And 
Luke Cage is like, so are you two related or dating or did did like you give her her powers? And Spider-Man's like, nope, she's completely unrelated to me in any way. And he goes, so basically she ripped off your name. And he's like, that is exactly what it is. And I'm like, thank you. I, I, I like Jessica Drew and I think she's a fun character and I like Spider-Woman. But she ain't a Spider-Family character. She's over no. there. It's, and that's what I find hilarious. Like we, ju- I just did Last Remains by, of uh, Nick Spencer. Yeah. And they now call them the Order of the Web Ugh. instead of the Spider Family. And I'm like, that's Horrible. not much better, but at least we're not trying to be like, we're all related. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just one of those things where the and culture by the record, at by the large. Record, poor certain characters like the Jessica Drew, Anya yeah. Corazon. Yeah. It, Why? <laughs> the <laughs> like, thing with Anya, though, I actually liked because like I hate the other. Uh, the other was this. Jay and uh, Straczynski story arc that made Spider-Man unquestionably magic oriented. But uh, as a result, like, you know, it's, it's a, that, a, you see the toy. Did you see the magic, magic Tom oh, Holland? Are you talking about the Funko pops? <laughs> yes. The one that I'm more excited about is the Dr. Strange Funko pop. Have you seen it? No, I've seen the one where Tom Holland's character is using the Doctor Strange thing. Oh, and his... Well, I don't want to spoil a movie that isn't coming out until, like, Christmas <laughs> because of some toys, but I do have opinions about those toys. Um, let's, talk, let's, let's hold that. That's going to be longer than a quick yeah. one off that. We'll talk about yeah, that yeah, in yeah. a second. You were anyway. saying about Anya. But, uh, but Anya inherited the other story arc, and I'm like, look, a lot of work and effort and time went into the other, and I like the idea that Peter's like, no, this is dumb, and just rejects it. And I like how... Anya's connected to that. I like. I also like how they used it again later with Kane. Like, I like when other people's favorite Spider characters get all the stuff I don't like or find, have interest in. Like, Kane as the other actually worked really well. I think so too. As long as you don't think about it too much that he's a clone of Peter. And- right. <laughs> well, but he was sacrificed in place of Peter during Grim Hunt, and so it's like, yo, he died. Through magic, uh, another soul was resurrected as a result. Like, w- clone or not, you are you're like a vessel through which magic took place. More okay. power to you. Uh, Knock yourself out. Like, go for it. But yeah, spider families. Blah. My original point was just, but I recognize that there is power in making spider characters of certain ethnicities the same way that like you know you could make batwing you could do uh any number you know the the batman of china you could do any number of things that are uh, you know main character adjacent but there is something to be batman said ink is all that yeah yeah it, 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 so there was the bat family and then the bat family <laughs> yes but uh but my point is just like but there is there is something about something powerful about having your like you know your favorite character be like you and so i appreciate like that there is a spider character that is there for like asian people you know as opposed to just like i think there's some power in making spider-man black and it's like and he's not spider boy he's not like the ghost spider or whatever the hell they want to call like it's just he's spider-man wasn't it kid arachnid kid arachnid with that thank you yeah ghost spider spider gwen Right. Because that's like, like Marvel realizing, wait, 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 we have three people called Spider-Man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you had four or five Spider-Women, so I don't see what the problem is. But uh, <laughs> but I recognize that, you know, Cindy Moon is a character that has ultimately been uh, done right through greater creators who have something to say, as opposed to 
where she was originally from, which is, you know, an original sin tie-in and her making Peter get a boner. And it's like, that's, there's nothing valuable about that, but I'm so wasn't, thankful. Wasn't it uh, at the end, Dan Slott's attempt to give him another girlfriend? Cause he tried Carly and we all love Carly, but everyone still went, Mary Jane, bring back Mary Jane. She's like, fine. How about she's a super powered one? Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know what Dan's approach to Spider-Man's love life was, but I do know that it was haphazard at best and like gross at worst. Like there is, there is no good relationship that he has ever written for that character. Uh, even the, you know, even the Anna Maria stuff is like, so, you know, the Anna Maria stuff I felt was an odd decision, right? It really was. Cause I don't even know what he was trying to say with it. I don't think he was trying to say anything. And I think that's the problem is that, you know, he didn't do it because he had something important that he wanted to say. He did it because he thought it'd be like neat or funny or cool or, or just, just see where it goes. I'm a creator. And sometimes I don't know what the ending is. So here you go. Uh, and Anna Maria could have been some, one of those characters that goes in another direction. He kind of hinted that maybe Peter and Anna Maria might actually hook up because after Peter expunges Doc Ock, they still have something in common and it's like, Oh, that's kind of cool. You know, maybe there's something there. Clearly Anna Maria was attracted to Otto 90% because he looked like Peter Parker and not right. Otto Octavius. So, you know, maybe there's something there anyway. We're not talking about Peter's love life. There's like nine different topics we can get into, but I just wanted to, <laughs> ultimately I wanted to say, I'm happy to see that Cindy moon slash silk has become her own character despite her origins, which I found redundant or gross. And so good for her, like, and good for the audience that has accepted her. You know, like, I like the Guri Hero look for Silk. I like all that, yeah. you know, I, I like all that stuff. And I like that it's, that it's over there for you, you know, and that way I can read Spider-Man over here for me. And we're all enjoying our stuff. Good for you, you know? <laughs> but, uh, and, and, Interesting and that, way to put it. And, and that they become characters that, like, matter to other people and, and can mean something to them. And they can, and they can own it. You know, they can, they can actually, apply their own authorship over it. I know that this is like blasphemy for super spider fans like you. Right. But I actually like the spider a ancillary characters a little more than I like Spider-Man. That usually means that like you think Spider-Man's like has cool powers, but have no interest in Peter Parker as a character. You no, know, and I, that's... I, 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 contrary to that, actually I do. I, Spider-Man's one of my favorite superheroes. But the problem is Spider-Man has been around for like 60 years. Right. And every story is pretty much the same problem. Like as much as I love Batman, we always fall down the Joker's attacking Gotham yes. and Batman needs to stop it. Like, it. Yes, yes. And unfortunately, I would say that over the last 20 years, that's because of marketing and like bad management. That Joker has been like, the, the fact that Tynan was like, I'm taking over Batman. How about Joker War? I feel like that's, le you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily like Tynan being creative as we've seen how incredibly creative he can be and how horrifying he can be like his something's killing children the nice house on the lake all this stuff like demonstrates some true understanding of horror and fear and then he does these joker stories that are like this sucks that just like it just sucks it's not even like it's cool or scary or not my cup of tea it's just lame like joker war is lame and it's just I didn't I, I, mind it, but I could see I I, I did, but I didn't love it. No, I have a Joker war. No, and and if you're gonna do Joker, it's not like he needs to take over the moon. Like it doesn't have to. I don't, don't, have to I don't know why. I don't know why Tynan's not writing a Joker horror story with Batman being the detective for this. Well, he's that doing. Would be, that'd be crazy. I, I think it's because he wants to do a secret Jim Gordon book, and I'm so thankful for it. Joker is a great book, 
Because the Jim Gordon book is incredible. It yeah, is. The, I'm the Jim Gordon book Joker. called Joker is great. <laughs> <laughs> Joker and didn't show up for like three issues. It was like, and here's his page so I could say he's in it. <laughs> yeah, he's technically in there. And he's like, I'm going to be in this book. I'm in a pool. <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, good, just keep it quiet. You know, don't tell anybody that this is a secret Jim Gordon book that I just really want to read. Because the fact is, you're not going to buy a book called Gordon of Gotham. Like, it's just, it's no, not going to no happen. But everyone will buy a Joker book, at least for six issues. So, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like Joker's become kind of overexposed because of marketing. Less than people just don't have good stories to tell about Batman anymore. And similarly, people are the same way with, with Spider-Man, where they're like, no, Spider-Man's the same thing. He's trying to keep a date. He's got to fight the Electro. I'm like, no, those used to be the stories. Those used to be those stories. And then those stories became old and he grew up and he got older. And then people who got old, who remembered those stories, became writers. And they were like, how come Spider-Man? It's like when it's like that scene in The Simpsons when Adam West is talking to Homer and he's like, and how come Batman doesn't dance anymore? And it's like, <laughs> because it's not 1966 anymore. And it's like, the reason why Spider-Man doesn't, isn't Charlie effing Brown is because that was a story from 40 years ago, man. But no, I, I agree. And that's the problem I have. Like even the Dick Spencer run, I feel like he's playing it real safe. He's like, playing it of, weird. Uh, <laughs> well, like the story, like Spider-Man's yeah. got an roommate and it's Captain Boomerang. And we got a couple of cool stories out of that. Yeah. But then, like the big, the big. Oh, we're, it's going crazy. <laughs> He's gonna deal with some big, big stuff. It's yep. the Kindred. It's Harry again. Right. Well, I'm glad it's Harry because, like, because the thing is, because of the people who are like, how come Spider-Man isn't the same way he was 40 years ago? Have pushed Spider-Man into this weird place, and I don't know. I, I, I'm glad it's Harry because the Harry stuff. There hasn't been a decent Harry Osborn story since he died. And similarly, there hasn't been a decent Craven the Hunter story since he died. And Nick no, Spencer, I'll agree with that. And he did. But I, I loved his Craven story, Last Hunt. I think it was called. Well, whatever the hell. Yeah, it's it is his last hunt. But like, I don't remember what it's called. But it, it was good, and I did like. But at the same time, and I, I also just feel like we've done it before. Right. So like, so I find myself like reading those more out of like, oh, I got to read it. It's good. And I like it. Yeah. yeah. And then getting more excited about like, oh, what's Miles doing? Right. What's Ultimatum doing? What's going on over here? You know? Yeah. And that's fair. Oh, he's doing clones. All right. Well, we did that already at Peter. So let's go back over to Silk. Let's Silk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm glad because, you know, it gives everybody a chance to enjoy something uh, fresh and new and, and, and to get excited about that character that they love. For me, it's like, Great. Let that happen over there. Do it to somebody else and just clean it up. Like I'm I'm I both love and hate Spencer's run because he's it's like he spent the last however many years he's been on the book just doing damage control and cleanup where he's like Craven should be dead, but Marvel needs a Craven. So here he is now. He's dead, but there's a Craven for everybody else. Because like yeah. most people don't the people who wrote about Craven over the last like 25 years don't know anything about Craven, and so that like Craven stories were weird, and now it's like now they can be because who gives a crap? Because he's a clone. Moving on, and it's like Harry Osborn. There hasn't been a good Harry Osborn since he died. Everything that they've done with him just like did not justify his resurrection. So let's put him back in the ground and either make him a demon or make him a clone that's hiding in the you know over there, and he's a and and it's you know he goes back in the ground at the end. But like let's let's clean this house up and declutter it. Because Spider-Man's gotten a lot, like too much clutter and not enough yeah. progress as a result. Well, I of think getting him back, getting year. him back with Mary Jane was a good sign too. I do too. 
Yeah. Because it was, it did become a problem of like, oh, we got Carly. Oh, we got Silk. Oh, we got, how many girlfriends does Spider-Man have now? <laughs> well, we know. I mean, there's been lists made. He has had like dozens of girlfriends, but none of them have had the impact. I mean, even, even when they undid the marriage and they got Spidey and Felicia Hardy back together sometimes, no one did a good story with that. Like, no. I read them. None of them were go- were as good as they were when, like, Roger Stern was writing them. And I don't mean to say that, like, Roger Stern is the best Spider-Man writer ever. He wrote during Brand, Mort- Brand New Day, and his stories were not great. So, like, my point is just some of these things don't need to be messed with, and some of these things can just, like... It- At the end of the day, the uh, the Archie Andrews love triangle of Peter Parker, that was an affect... Like, you remember that because pop culture did that, because adaptations did that, and because it was some of his foundation. But it's not what the bulk of his stories were enjoyed for. You know, it, right. the, the, live, the love triangles haven't happened for 30 years. And, and now here they are again. And at the end of the day, they're ultimately not satisfying because it isn't 1972 anymore. And no one's reading these. Like, it, no, yep. one's, no one's reading these for that, you know? It's, it's yeah so it, it's it, it's a complicated beast the spider-man books i don't envy anybody who's working on those books because you know you're 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 writing and and drawing one of the most flagship one of the flagship titles for marvel you're, you're playing with the mickey mouse of marvel and so they're probably super weird and scrutinous about it but also like daring you like be bold but not too bold don't pull pull it's like dash running at the end of the uh, the incredibles where it's like win but like not by a lot you know <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to our topics for today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. It's been half an hour. Marvel's <laughs> new Phoenix Echo is getting her own five issue miniseries, Phoenix Song Echo, coming out in October before she makes her MCU de- debut. Yes. Played by, I'm going to butcher this name, Alaqua, uh, Ala, uh, Alaqua Cox. Alaqua Cox. I'll go. With I'll that. let you say that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> In the upcoming Hawkeye series that has already pegged her for her own spin-off show. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Okay, let's hear it. Obviously, she was created for the exact purpose of having her in the MCU and having a show. No, she she predates the MCU. She was created in a Daredevil book. She's Echo was an interesting character that ultimately nobody Wait, regarded and cared about. Echo's the one uh, with the with the handprint on her face and she can't hear. Like she was a Daredevil supporting character. She was Ronan. In was the, she? Uh, yeah. In Holy the, crap. In New Avengers. And now she's Phoenix because no one cares. I know I know she's Phoenix because I followed up with the new Jason Aaron stuff. Yes. Ugh. But why make her the Phoenix? Why? Oh, because like, she, it, it, yeah. For the record, even in that tournament, the Phoenix <laughs> herself doesn't have a reason. No. <laughs> right. She's like, like, I don't before know. Before somebody hits me up and goes, Betty, did you not read? Yeah, I just read through that recently. Yeah. The Phoenix herself doesn't have a reason. The reason is Echo's dealt with trauma. So y- she'll help Phoenix. <laughs> what? Like, uh, what? What? No. Um, yeah. But I'm excited to see Echo in the MCU. I'm excited to see Echo anywhere i think she's a fun character i'm glad that like she's been resurrected since her unceremonious killing in a bendis moon knight book um but eh, you know this the problem i have okay look i love the avengers yes but it i do like jason aaron's avengers but one you Mm. cannot put it in the rest of the mcu no. I mean, I, and so the rest of the Marvel Universe, period. No, like, it doesn't fit. And two, he keeps introducing characters that really don't matter. Well, like, like nobody brought, cares about When he brought Blade in to do the Vampire Civil War, on one hand, I'm like, this is cool. On the other hand, I'm like, 
this isn't Avengers. Right. Like, when they had the Ghost Rider race in hell to decide who the most powerful <laughs> Ghost Rider was, oh my God. I was like, this is really cool. This doesn't belong in Avengers. Right, but Captain America <laughs> shouldn't be here. Right, exactly. And, and it's well, not like, even like... Moon Knight took over the world. Oh my God. And got the Phoenix... And no one acknowledged it. No. No. <laughs> and at he's, the end of it, it's like, all right, well, he's just crazy, so I guess we're going back to that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't like Aaron's Avengers at all, but, uh, you know. I, it's, it's literally, it's, and I know we've made this comment before, but it really feels like they were just like, Aaron, do whatever you want. Yeah. And no one in the entire writer's pool will acknowledge it. So do right. anything. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just make sure you have all the MCU characters in the book. That's yes. all I care about. <laughs> yes. Now that I'm looking at this article, I just want to say, like, Linneal Yu has uh, a cover for this. It's great. The it? uh, Yeah, they're all, like, I kind of dig the Echo Phoenix design. Yeah, but it does I'm, look good. But I'm also really enjoying X-Men, and I really don't want Phoenix here. Like, I kind of want to see what Hickman would do with the Phoenix, honestly, more <sighs> than this. On one hand, I agree. On the other hand, where the hell is X-Men going, Sal? Where? They got a planet now. We did the Hellfire Gala. Yeah. Gene's what? like, Phoenix is back. What's going on, Echo? I'm, I'm, I'm telepathically talking to you about this. <laughs> like, what is yeah. happening? Okay. I, I'm loving it. It's great. Uh, I love the, the the Mars thing. And now we're getting the Trial of Magneto, which is super cool. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's... I, 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 it's like Avengers. I really like what he's doing with X-Men. But no one cares. But then there's another part of me going, where is any of this going? Yeah. Well, with Avengers, I couldn't care less where it's going. With And with X-Men, I'm excited because I know that at least Hickman knows where it's going. You know? I like, hope he does. There's no way he wouldn't do it without having I just picture his outline being like, all right, so we're going to have them conquer their own planet. They're going to get their own thing. We're going to have a battle between them all and then figure it out later. Right. <laughs> he's never done that. It's not like he's going to start now. And he wanted X-Men like years ago anyway. So it's like, this has been an idea he's had for a while. Yeah. So yeah. I I'm down. Uh, okay. But, it, but yeah. Let's move on to our next topic then. We're both excited for this Phoenix storyline. It's going to be fun. Uh, Marvel fans are freaking out that Norbert Taddy Jr. removed his Iron Man profile pic and is no longer following any of his Marvel co-stars on Instagram and Twitter. I read this article and the prevailing theory is he doesn't run his social media. Yeah. So I don't understand why this is a big deal. Like, <laughs> right? I I I don't know. I guess like I mean, you know, he's doing his own thing, you know. He's not Iron Man anymore cuz there is no Iron Man anymore. Um I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he he's he's in his 50s. He has a phone. He doesn't need to like see what Chris Evans publicist tweets for him. So I if, mean, if Robert you had a question, is kind of a hippie though. If you watch all the stuff, it's all about yoga, new age healing, all that true. Kind of stuff. Yeah, like the I actually would find it very hard to believe that he actually manages his social media. Right. There's no way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like even the videos he's put up, like you can tell he's not even holding the phone. Right. No. So. So like, you know, my guess is if he wants to talk to any of them, and I'm sure he does, uh, you know, the ones he's friends with. Uh, he probably he, has his own private line with their numbers in it and chats with them. I'm sure there's already a text chain that they have. And, you know, he's like, what do I need to follow? Like, I don't need to see what, you know, what Scarlett Johansson's publicist posts on her Twitter account. No, I, I guarantee it wasn't even him. It was but it like, wasn't even him, yeah. Yeah, I, like, I'm assuming it's his manager going, I don't care about all these people he's not working with anymore. Like, right, like that's over. It's over for real. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah. It could also in an article it, based on but, my previous yell, Dan. I know, <laughs> but it could also be, and, and you know, here's our speculation: it could also be a coordinated effort to get the attention of the blogosphere to start talking about it, so that when it happens, like you know, like he has a cameo in Ironheart or something, people didn't expect it. And they're like, well, I, well, we all know that Robert Downey Jr. will not be appearing in the MCU because he unfollowed all, like, Mark Ruffalo. You know, right. it's like, oh, as it turns out, actually he did. Like, you know, he is in those, and it's a, it was misdirection. You know, they're always, they're always playing a game. So, you know, I don't care. I, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, 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 think it's, I think it's coordinated versus, uh, you know, thoughtlessness. Um, I'll move on to the next topic here. I'm not going to say what this one is just because it's technically uh, leaked spoilers, but mm. the seven, uh, the Flash Season 7 final finale synopsis has been released, um, and it looks like it's going to be really epic, but the season's not been giving me hope unless all of the budget went to this episode. Mm. <laughs> I hope for your sake they did, because the only thing yeah, I know about yeah. Flash is, there is the laughably terrible uh, teaser image of Bart Allen. Yeah, yeah. I was just like I've I've never seen anything that bad this year made from a company that supposedly makes things creatively for a living. <laughs> um but I don't watch that show so I can't really speak to it. Um next up we got HBO not renewing Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. I heard good things. I got two episodes in and got bored. We watched so, like three or four episodes and dug the hell out of it but then just forgot it existed and this is one of those things where it's like I don't like getting into shows unless they're over. Because when yeah. I do, they get canceled. Natalie and I just watched a show called Tales of the Loop. Okay. Which Never is like, it. it's like Amazon's version of like Black Mirror and stuff like that. But hmm. it's like more hopeful and like a lot of like ambient music and atmospheric. It was really incredible. And it does conclude properly. Like you have a full conclusion. Okay. With no answers to the things that at the start you knew you were not getting answers to. Right. Like, <laughs> it was one of those okay. shows where it kicks off with a bunch of mysteries. You're like, we are not going to find out anything. anything about that stuff. We're just going to go for the ride. And it was a great show and amazing, but they canceled that too. Aww. And it was like, and apparently a lot of the theories was that the season two was going to explain a lot of the stuff that drives <sighs> the mystery. Duh. Yeah. I'm like, ah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. So, uh, Batman Fortnite crossover comic is now concluded in a way that may be leading into an upcoming crossover event in Fortnite. After returning from the zero point, we learned that the main antagonist of Chapter 7, Dr. Sloan, is working with Lex Luthor, Deathstroke, and the Batman who laughs to create a direct link between the zero point and the DC universe. Well, it's a great marketing idea. Why wouldn't they do that? Especially BM, uh, the Batman Who Laughs. Um, the Batman Who Laughs, I did not realize was in this yet. He hasn't shown up yet. But Dr. Sloan is the one who summoned the aliens and is trying to like hack into the zero point in the plot line right now. Okay. In, in for Remember, I do play Fortnite. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, I do know. Yeah. I am Batman now. I just run around just constantly. Yay. Like I get out my friends. I'm oh, Batman. Look at Batman Jesus gun. Look at Batman Jesus glider. Look at Batman. <laughs> That's what I do the whole time. They get really annoyed. Nice. <laughs> I did it on a stream once. So like 10 minutes in, someone was like, is this all it's going to be? Just him saying he's Batman? And I'm like, yes, because Batman will let you know he's Batman. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Strap in. Strap in for this crazy ride. <laughs> Great. All right, let's go back to the next one down here because there's not much more to say in that topic because no. you don't read the Fortnites. Um, 
With the conclusion to Heroes Reborn and Heroes Return, Marvel is now has a new villain. Marvel's Batman, Nighthawk, has vowed to bring his world back. With most people not remembering how the world even changed during the Heroes Reborn event, it's, it is unsure how long it may be until this crops up again. But Batman versus the Marvel uh, Marvel Universe sounds like a pretty good selling to me. You're not wrong, Dan. That's right. Because uh, Dan wrote that in. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about this because Heroes Reborn didn't do anything. No, and no one else will touch it except for Aaron. Uh, so if Aaron wants to do something with it, I guess we'll see a sequel. If not, pr- no one will have read this who works at the bullpen, so I can imagine them being like, well, I don't want to write about that. Does anybody else? I mean, I'm still angry that it didn't actually do anything. Yeah. Like, it set up so much great backstory for this universe that we have no continuation of. No. I mean, we'll just... I'm sure that they'll say in the multiverse there is one of these. I mean, there already is a Squatch and Subpoena universe. So... Or or, or four. <laughs> so, I could see him going to one of those. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And so. lastly, we have Miles Morales Spider-Man is getting the Venom symbiote, uh, which is in the upcoming Marvel series Dark Ages. Miles Morales venturing into the question, who who were you when the lights went out? Basically, yep. um, Marvel hit up Tom Taylor and said, hey, can you do Deceased for us but not make it Deceased? You got any other crazy dystopian ideas where you can kill a bunch of people? Right. And he said, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, I remember them announcing this like over a year ago and seeing like a map or something. And I was like, that's cool. And then never hearing anything again. And then them going like, hey, here's some Stegman art. And it's like, yay. Yeah, apparently it got delayed because of COVID. And now yeah. it's finally going to start rolling out. Good. I'll give them props for just holding it until after COVID instead of like, now, like, that's one of the problems I have with Last Ronin. It comes up, like, almost every other month right now. Oh, my now. God. Yeah, no, that's true. And then IDW's like, we got a huge hit. How fast can we get it out? Uh, Maybe in three months. Well, fudge. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's them. Uh, I'm, I'm, so ex- I'm so hyped for Dark Ages. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I love pretty much anything Tom Taylor touches. He's going to bring me back to Superman for his son with that yeah. new book coming out because mm. I loved the Tomasi run, the Bendish run. I just could not get into it's awful. Uh, and now I'm waiting for the Tom Taylor run. It's going to be great. Yeah, completely. Uh, yeah. And if anybody's asking dark ages is its own universe, it's an Elseworlds type book. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, I just realized something about Bendis. Mm. Like as we were discussing this, something came to my head. Yeah. Those are, I, f- I think I know why Bendis worked better in Marvel versus DC. Oh, DC is all about its continuity to an extent. Hmm. So much so that they reset it every five years to make right. it clean. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the last three times they did it, they completely must like muddy the waters again. But what I'm saying is Bendis in Marvel was kind of able to do what Jason Aaron's doing right now. Yes. We can kind of ignore continuity. Or Nick Spencer's Spider-Man. We can kind of ignore what's going on elsewhere. And when Bendis would do things, he would kind of ignore what's happening elsewhere. Right. But you come over to DC and you do that with Superman and the rest of us go, that doesn't make sense! <laughs> yes. Yes. That's. I think it's not knowing your audience of where you're going. Because he did a great job of deep diving into the Superman lore, but yeah. he did not do a, deep, a good job of deep diving into the DC. DC comics lore. No, no, and he never does that. Like, he didn't do that with Marvel either, and it's funny because all... Bendis succeeds because he does that. The trick with, with, with Bendis succeeding at Marvel was do the biggest things 
and then be the architect of the events and then whatever continuity you have created will become the new continuity like right you know what i mean aaron did an event that was super self-contained and super ancillary and it's not nearly as big or exciting as what x-men's doing and so as a result aaron isn't the bendis of the marvel universe he's just like i'm writing avengers that no one's reading i did this event that nobody read i'm you know i, I wrote conan you know that's yeah. kind of it and so no one's like dude huge powerhouse over at marvel it, it's why donny cates is there donny cates went to marvel i think i can say this uh he told a person i won't divulge the uh name of uh when he was asked hey when cates was able to go he was able to go to marvel or dc and they said uh why not go to dc you could do this that and the other thing he's like i'd love to go to dc but there's nobody working at marvel and I could dis- and I could be the hugest name there. Well, and what what Donny Cates is doing, which is ver- versus everyone else, is he's pulling from a lot of lore, but he's keeping continuity of Marvel together. Like, yeah. I have yet to have a moment where I've read a Donny Cates book and go, "That's bullshit." <laughs> no, well, because when he does stuff that may- would make you say that, he repl- he he does it and also gives you something just dope or fun you know it's like there's nothing in the venom run that makes you go like oh come on i mean you do do that but it's like i guess that doesn't really mess anything up you know like null the thor Thor, the thor Thor. runs kind of the same deal you're like okay wait he became the herald of galactus well i guess it works and it doesn't really affect anything else all right yeah (laughs) yeah right exactly it's like it seems like a big deal and it and it and it initially uh you know raises your hairs on the back of your neck but then you think about it for a second, you're like, oh, I guess that could work. I mean, there's way more egregious things people have done, and it yeah. was worse. Like, and it was bad. So, all right, I guess I'm enjoying myself. You know, like, he, <laughs> he knows how to work that line. But also, his competition, you know, like, who he has to bump elbows against? I mean, like, it's Jason Aaron, it's Al Ewing, and and now it's Hickman. But before that, it wasn't Hickman. It was just Cates, and then uh, the rest. I mean, yeah. and I love them. I think that... Aaron is capable of, of 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 excellence. I think Ewing obviously does great stuff, um, but Ewing doesn't work to be the big powerhouse that he easily could be. He's very happy just being like, "Here's Immortal Hulk." By the way, uh, number one selling book at Marvel. Uh-huh. Like you know, but he's yeah. not like he's not making a big show of it. He's not being like you know the big the big man on campus. He's just he's just being now Ewing. You know, he's just doing his job. Um, but yeah, so. I, you made me think about it because, like, Marvel writers right now, yeah, that are like they're they are Marvel and nothing else. Yeah, Kate's Kelly Thompson is is she exclusive ish? I think Kelly Thompson. I don't is think exclusive. I don't think any official contracts exist for anybody right now for on well, either side. There are a couple, but like they're they're few and far between. Like I know Williamson has one. You know, like I know there are a few, and they offer them, but I know they've like rescinded some, and they've stopped offering them. Like I think clearly Taylor doesn't have one because that Dark Ages book was, uh, you know, that ain't DC. Yeah. So, um, and and I know Zdarsky doesn't have one, but he refuses to be tied down by anybody because he's just a wild beast. But uh, <laughs> he's a wild animal. <laughs> he's a wild animal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, but but you know, that's it. At Marvel, it's just kind of like okay, you know. Anybody, anybody blowing up? No, but I'm glad. Uh, but it, it, that also allows for people like Al Ewing can write Sword and be like, "Dude, have you read Sword?" And it's like, <laughs> "Uh, no, of course not." And like, well, Why it's would awesome. I read Sword, right? Then you do, and it's like, "Oh, it's great!" And it's like, "Hey, have you read anything by Kelly Thompson?" 
And it's like, dude, her run on Deadpool was friggin' amazing. Her run on Black Widow's great. You know, I'm like, still sad they ended her run on Deadpool. Like, yeah. Hey, did you know that Kelly Thompson does not do video, like interviews? Like, she will not appear on our channels because she doesn't do video. I mean, just offer to do voice only. I've offered. I know. I gotta do. I, that's not, what we gotta do. Not everyone's comfortable on camera. That's fine. I know. It's totally cool. I, mean, I totally Dan get it. Have a camera on right now. I know. I respect <laughs> the hell out of it. But I just think it's cool that like she's, she's like she's this she's this like huge thing at Marvel, and she's like, nope. I got these. These are. This is what I do. And I'm like, good on you. Like, yes. <laughs> So, all right. Yeah. Well, I think that's all of our topics. Captain Marvel, with some, yeah. With some actual a a added in things, which <laughs> wasn't expected at first. No, me uh, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Absolute Comics. Don't forget to check me out at Comic Story and him out at Comic Pop. And you can find both of us at our Patreons, patreon.com slash comic story and patreon.com slash comic pop. Uh, that's it. Today's sponsor is G Fuel. Go, get, go use the code COMICS at checkout to get 10% off of your order. And we will be here next week talking about comics! Comics, 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 Sal.